we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. We know that the people who are dying from this from this uh, disease. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. You've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Monday, the sixth day of December, the year of our Lord, 2021. I am John Hampton, alongside Bruce Adams, who's already shaking his head. Let's start with it. Bruce, how are you today? Why are you shaking your head? Uh, well, first, I'll say I'm healthy and alive, though I still sound stuffy, um, which has been wonderful. You don't sound as bad as the yeah. commander in chief of the United States military today. True. That, that is we'll true. We'll play that. Um, play that. But how, why are you shaking your head? You're already starting so to shake. Your I head. was shaking my head because not not because anything is necessarily wrong, just because uh, December fourth. Like, uh, where did this year go? Um, where did last year go? Well, I'm I'm still in 2019 uh, mentally. Like, <laughs> 2020 and 2021 are gone. And like, uh, yeah, it, this is this is yeah. COVID. That's where it went. We lost it. True. You know, I know today is the uh, today's like the, our exclusive day and all. Uh, and I know you're, some of you are probably listening to this on Monday. You know, I really don't have a whole lot today. I mean, it's just it's just like usual maintenance and stuff that I've been going over today. I mean, there's really really not a whole lot. Uh, but I suppose I suppose we could start with the uh, the Biden uh, what what whatever you want to call it uh, his. His voice, I guess, has a little bit of a problem. Clearly, you can hear the difference. Uh, this is him at the podium just a bit ago. As I laid out earlier in the week, because of my actions, the actions of my administration has taken in partnership with business, excuse me, with private business and labor, <coughs> retailers and grocery stores, freight movers and railroads. These shelves are going to be the shelves of our stores are going to be well stocked. Clearly, he's got a little bit of a voice problem, and you don't sound half as bad as that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I could make it sound that bad, but um, uh, I, I'm actually what sounds worse is what he's saying. Um, I, I I get that his voice sounds bad, and he is sick, and I do wish him a, a swift recovery. I know, especially at that age, um, uh, minor sicknesses can be uh, fatal uh, if you don't have a. Um, good immune system especially uh, at his age yeah so but but what he's saying there about the stocks or the shelves will be stocked and all of that um if you keep up with the mask mandates and the vaccine mandates and the uh you know all that nonsense you won't see stock shelves in fact i will applaud uh, not seeing stock shelves as um, dark as that sounds, because the reason you won't see the stock shelves is because you have people protesting the vaccine mandates. And I applaud that, even though it's it makes it inconvenient for me and I may not have my favorite meal or, or whatever product. Um, I would rather that discomfort knowing that individuals are refusing a injection that may kill them or maim, maim them for the rest of their life. Well, Bruce, you'll be happy to know that it's just a simple cold that the president has. That's that's all. It's just a simple cold. It's not that big of a deal. But uh, to to your point there about uh, about the shelves, well, the easiest way to avoid those problems, as you said, is to just not have a shutdown, right? 
I mean, logic would conclude that that's what you would need in order to facilitate a working logistical supply line is you need people in the supply line actually working. So if you put in lockdowns and mandates and requirements and BS testing that doesn't work, which the CDC is actually recalling, and uh, vaccines that actually don't do anything, as you said, at least according to the data, there's UK government data we were just looking at before we started. And like the findings are like government actual official data. And the findings are clear. They're more than clear. That's posted up on our page for anybody that wants to take a look at it. Uh, but they're anyway, safe and effective, right? That, that, that's yeah, what so, it yeah. concluded. There's, they're, they're, yes. They're, yeah. yeah. Safe and effective. That's a, right. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they work as intended. Yes. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Jen Psaki weighed in on this. Uh, and we'll get to uh, to Biden's thing on what you talked about here in just a second. But this goes to the, you kind of have to pretext with this. Jen Psaki said that Biden's promise to shut down the virus, because that's what we need to do now. We don't want to shut down the economy. We want to shut down the virus. So that, that's what we want to do. So th- this is kind of like what uh, they did in Australia with the zero COVID policy, that crackpot nonsense that um, uh, that Andrews was talking about. Then. Oh, no, we've got to have a zero COVID policy. You ruined your entire economy, you dumbass. You, you ruined people's lives. And and you just you have absolutely no remorse for it. Jen Psaki as says, intended. yes, intended. Jen Psaki says, and I'm I'm anxious to hear your response to this. We need the American people to do more. You see, you're just not doing enough. That's the problem. She says to the questions from earlier about messaging, whatever happened to the president's or yeah, a, this is what a reporter was asking. Whatever happened to the pre, to President Biden's promise to shut down the virus? There's another variant here, which we can discuss that is the idea that you want people to now kind of wrap their heads around that the president, instead of shutting down the virus, is going to try and help people live amidst the virus and go about their lives. But COVID is going to be here. Saki's response to that was, uh, what was needed was approximately 20% of the population or more that are currently vaccinated to go get vaccinated and go get boosted. What we need is the American people to do more who are not vaccinated, meaning th- those of us just don't give a damn about what you have to say, to help continue to fight the virus. See, that's it. You, you just you need to do more. That's you're, you're not you're not doing enough. So in order to fight the vi- well, in order to keep the supply line, then you need to fight the virus. See, they're, they're misdirecting you is all it is. Something, if if I remember right, it was like 65 and above have, um, I'm wanting to say it's a 99% vaccination rate. Like, and then uh, above 50, it's uh, about an 80 some percent vaccination rate. Is it that high? Really? It, it's supposedly that high here in the US. Wow. Um, it, if that is indeed the case, and it is that high, uh, what more do you want them to do? I, I, I don't, you're you're far surpassing the numbers that was uh, 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 research papers that were saying to reach herd immunity, you need this many people infected or vaccinated against this. Uh, those numbers range from 20 to 60 percent. You have over 80 percent from 50 and above. Everybody else that's that's uh, in the, the, the lower age brackets of that, as long as they have healthy immune systems taking plenty of vitamin D, C, you know, the multivitamin, all that fun stuff and staying exercised, you know, the eating healthily and exercising, um, they're fine. They'll, their, their survival chances are like nearing 100%. That, that's what, what we have uh, 127 papers now, 129 papers talking about how vitamin D is immensely effective against COVID-19. Why are we not touting vitamin D and vitamin C and, and healthy lifestyles um because the co <laughs> the number one comorbidity with uh with covid other than age is obesity 
And that's the that's that right there is my argument. I well to to certain things uh, we can take this one at a time, but uh, that right there is my main argument. To so all these people that say, "Oh, I don't believe in any of this COVID stuff," we've never said that. We, we've never said that. What whatever is out there, uh, there's something out there that is causing people to get taken for a real ride. Now I don't know what it is. Now it, if you want to call it COVID, if that's what it is, okay, fine. But you can't tell me that some of the people that I have known who have been sick with respiratory illnesses and everything else over the course of their lives and the years that I've known them, whatever they've gotten in the last 12 to 24 months, man, it has really, really hit them like a truck. So there's something out there that has really gotten a hold of people and has thrown them through a loop as far as a kind of a respiratory illness. So uh, I don't buy the fact that there is no uh, there is no COVID. I've never said that. I certainly don't buy that at all. So whatever it is, it's out there. I had COVID myself. I've, I've yeah. never had any kind of... of sickness that that killed my sense of taste and smell for a few days i've never had anything like that now i i've had like sinus infections or something like that that uh hinders your sense of smell and taste but you still had your sense of smell and taste it just required a little bit more work i was taking things that are very pungent and almost shoving them up my nose to try to smell it i could not smell it uh, and, and there was absolutely no taste. We know people in the UK, mutual friend of ours in the UK had the same problem. I'm I'm not entirely certain, but I, I mean, of course, this is way, way early on. This is back right. This is right when GP left here. It was in 20, early 20, no, um, late 2019. It was right around, I want to say, it was like October, November, somewhere along in there in 2019. Because it was it, it was late in the year because it was already cold. And I was yeah. I was up at uh, I was up uh, visiting with him in the city. And I left that night. Man, it was, I mean, I was I was in my winter coat. I was freezing. And I remember after he left, a couple of days after he left, I was sick. And I mean, I was down. Whatever it was, I was uh, I was down. And I, I think it was just something he took from California. Uh, <laughs> could have over, been. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah could have been. It could have been. But I mean, I was I was seriously sick. But I was I was better in like four or five days. And everybody that that I knew was like, man, you you got over that awful fast. So I, I mean, I, I'm just saying maybe it was here a lot earlier than than what we uh, than what we thought because the initial st- the initial days. Yeah, we we know it was now. But the initial days we knew that if you were down for three or four days, 72 to 96 hours, you probably had COVID. But this was early on. There weren't any tests. There, there, there was there was no test. There was no um, as far as like any, how they would they didn't even call it COVID at the time. So what do you do now? Well, see, it doesn't matter because you have a new variant. Everyone's getting reset. Even if you've had it, then it doesn't count anymore. In fact, the ones that have said, OK, well, I, I've had a uh, I've, I've been diagnosed by a doctor and uh, which, by the way, you're 26 times more likely to excuse me, your immune system is 26 times stronger than what it was before. And there's no scientific evidence to the contrary that shows that you have a weakened immune system after that. So, yeah, it's it's uh, stronger than someone that's vaccinated versus the same thing. So in this case, COVID, you're 26 or 27 times stronger immune system versus COVID-19. Yeah, including variants versus someone who's been vaccinated. But see now they're uh, they're playing a different uh, playing a different tune with it. Uh, they've gone completely uh, around everything to uh, circumvent everything that you've done before, and they're now putting you in a new situation all over again. So everything that you've done up to this point, and when I say everything that you've done, I'm, I'm talking about the people that have conformed. This thing hasn't even started for me because I didn't let it start. If that makes any sense. So all of you people that have conformed and gone along with this thing, let me ask you one simple question. Where has it gotten you? 
up to this point, where has it gotten you? What you're you're sitting in in a concert somewhere, waving a vaccine passport uh, out to the people that don't want to go in there. If that's the kind of uh, price of admission that I have to pay, that's just too damn high for me. Sorry, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. When you look at the actual data, I'm sorry that you. I, I don't want to sound condescending here. I'm sorry you don't find it necessary to take the time to learn about what is happening. I'm truly sorry for that. But that is what is expected of you if you want to be a citizen and not a consumer. And I'm being polite. Uh, but anyway, so let's get on with uh, uh, with uh, ice cream Joe here. Oh, it's, uh, he's he's got a he's got a sore throat. I guess now he can eat the ice cream, right? Yeah, he, he can eat the ice cream now. I wouldn't recommend ice cream when you have clearly you have sinus issues. That's just going to make your uh, mucus creation to be even thicker oh. and it, 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 it'll make things uh -huh. even worse. So, uh, okay. All right. Well, it's bad news for him then. Biden has vowed to uh, beat the COVID virus. You know, the, uh, the zero COVID policy now is what he's going to try and pursue in the United States. Cause again, the Australians had such great success with that. Uh, he's going to beat it with quote science and speed. So are you going to do another warp speed project? Is that, is that what's going on here? I'm, I'm not exactly sure. He says, we've got to beat it back before we shut it down. Look, it's going to take time um, worldwide. In order to beat COVID, we have to shut it down worldwide. Okay, that that right there is the that is what they're going to do. They're setting up the narrative to shut everything down again. Yes, which you kind of knew that's where it was going to go because people aren't going to comply. And on top of that, we know what's coming to the people that have been jabbed, right? So that they need to hide that. They can't have that happening out in public. So they need to uh, they need to try and bury that. We also need to force businesses into automating everything and getting rid of the the human element out of those businesses yes. because yeah. we got to push everybody into the technological revolution under our terms mm. and i'm speaking for the elite here yeah yeah under their terms um yeah we're gonna see about that if you've got a klaus and company that are already canceling their meeting because of death threats i mean how does that fare i mean honestly how, how do you how well do you think that's gonna fare i mean how, how long you think you're gonna be able to play that card before people finally decide that they've had enough of you this is biden on his i i'm assuming this is what he was talking about as far as like shutting down covid and I, just, I don't know here here it is and so on covid policy it seems like the administration is starting to soften some of the language there's this new op-ed where you talk about uh, COVID and we are going to beat it back. Are you no longer going to shut it down? No, well, we got to beat it back before we shut it down. Look, it's going to take time worldwide. In order to beat COVID, we have to shut it down worldwide. In the United States of America, we're doing everything that needs to be done <clears throat> to take care of the American people within our borders. You know what he said there? I, I, I don't even know what he said there. Because what he said there was nothing. It didn't talk about any kind of policy they're doing, or it's just talking about the spirit of what things are going to be. And uh, honestly, the spirit of it is we're going to shut everything down again. So, well, yeah, because yeah. you have to shut the virus down. So in order to shut the virus down, you know, to beat it back, then you have to shut everything else down. So that's that's what's going to work there, I guess, in order to do that. He says we're going to fight COVID-19, not with shutdowns or lockdowns, but with more widespread vaccinations, boosters, testing and which, again, they're pulling the testing and more. 
We will beat it back with science and speed, not chaos and confusion. Sir, you are chaos and confusion. Everything in that administration, the, everything in that so-called administration you have is chaos and confusion. What, what was it that Besmanov said? Oh, they're going to make it sound like everything is under control. No, the situation is not under control. The situation has never been more out of control. Just as we did it in the spring, and again with a more powerful Delta variant, and in the summer and in the fall. Yeah, right, just till they get you to the next mile marker. So I'll tell everybody right Wait, now what the... Yeah, go ahead. More powerful Delta variant? Yes, uh, more I'm, powerful please, Delta variant. Yeah. Please define how it's more powerful because it's less lethal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it, well, just as he said, just as he said, it's more powerful. And just just as he said. So I'm going to tell everybody right now what the next marker is going to be. The next mile marker for these people, March. Bookmark that in your calendar. The next mile marker for these people is March. Everyone now is saying March. The British government is saying March. The French, the Germans, the Italians, the Australians, they're all saying March. The U.S. now all saying March. So March is their next target. So they needed to get everybody to the end of November, right? That's when the federal mandates and everything were kicking in and blah, blah, blah. So they've gotten everybody to that marker. And they're starting to introduce the uh, the talking points over here in Europe about forcing and blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. That's not going to go well, I can assure you. That's not going to go well. But now the next target for them is March, February, March, right in that, that range, right in there somewhere. He's got a six-step plan uh, that he's outlined for the winter. Uh, now, this is just more of the same nonsense. But it includes booster shots, which, again, that's just more of the same. That's all it is. It's nothing new. It's, I mean, it would be one thing if it was something new, I guess. But uh, even though, I mean, I still wouldn't still wouldn't go anywhere near it. But it, it would be one thing if it was something new. It's not. It's not. It's just it's more of the same what you've already had. Free testing, which again, like I said, the CDC is in the process of having it recalled within the next 30 days. So or 25 days now, they're going to have it pulled by the end of the year. Uh, an increase in surge response teams. What's a surge response team? I haven't heard that one yet. Do they mean like um, sending the hope in or something or National Guard or something like that? Maybe I, I guess um, free testing is not free, by the way. That's going to cost you the taxpayer. Well, like I said, they're pulling yeah, the that, test. Yeah, that, that's what's confusing is when you look at what Europe's doing and then looking at what is kind of going on here and how they're talking about. Well, we should be like Europe. If you're going to be like Europe, then that means <laughs> you're going to basically shut down the, the unvaccinated. And yeah. you're going to keep them from being able to to live life. Which that doesn't even play with any of the official data that's out. None of it does. None of it plays. None, none of it at all. Making but you're, new, you're, not allowed, you're not allowed to share that data on social no, media. Well, no, you're not. Making new medicines widely available. I'm assuming that's the new therapeutics that, uh, that they're rolling the, out. Yeah. Fivermectin. Fivermectin. Plans to keep kids in school because, oh, no, 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 no. We can't close the schools anymore because the parents figured out what was going on last year. No, we can't. We can't close the schools again, can we? We can't. We can't do that. Yeah. You, you kind of lost some states there uh, because of we, we found out what was going on. Actually, I, I, I think you opened the Pandora's box in this one. Yes. Yeah, and or it's too late. I, th I think the parents realize this is a lot more dangerous than we thought. And I think they're going to they're going to start becoming more active in their uh, you know what? school boards and whatnot. I hope uh, here. Here's here's the thing. I mean, we, we can talk about that. in an effort to combat the virus worldwide. OK, whatever. Yeah, fine. But just go on with your stupid nonsense. Like these people are sick joke at this point. They're laughable. They're, they're circus clowns. They're, they're a bunch of idiots. How on earth does anybody even entertain listening to these fools? I, I just I, I'm at the end of my rope with them. I, I'm at the end of my rope with them. I mean, I know that we have to sit here. We have to look at these people. Unfortunately, we have to look at them. We have to see what they're doing. I mean, if we weren't doing what we were doing, 
I, I probably wouldn't even look at these people. But unfortunately, because of what we do here, we have to look at them. We have to follow them. We have to pay attention to what they say. It's an unfortunate, uh, how, how do I say it? It's um, uh, cost of doing business. All right, I'll just put it that way. Okay, so plans to keep kids in school. Let's, let's talk about the schools for a second. Plans to keep kids in school. Last year, when we shut the schools down in America, when, when we shut the schools down, kids were then forced to go to online learning and parents, because they were taken out of their offices, they were forced to stay home with the kids and then they had to teach the kids, right? School, homeschooling and, and kind of getting involved and things like that. But then the parents at that point yeah. were able to figure out what was going on in the classroom because they were sitting in the same room a lot of the time. And they're like, what are they teaching you? What, what, what is that? Crit, critical race? Theory. What is that? So here's my question. The schools reopen. The school boards that are a bunch of completely morbidly obese morons that probably don't even have any kids in the school. I, quite, quite frankly, if you're going to have a school board, I think that you need to have kids in that school or you're not allowed to sit on that board. That's my personal opinion. That's where it needs to go. However, what I'm about to say next might nullify that point. We have parents that are going to these school board meetings now. You've got the Attorney General Merrick Garland calling them domestic terrorists, sending out letters calling them domestic terrorists, and then denying in front of the Senate that that letter was even sent out that was penned by him, which, I, quite frankly, I'm not even sure if it was penned by him, but you know he signed it. Whether it was or not, I mean, one of the ones that was considered a domestic terrorist was uh, the dude whose daughter was raped and then the uh, in Loudoun County. And then the, the, the school board said there has not been any sexual assault done by uh, in any of the students uh, w with this transgender rule. And that's the exact rule that happened three times under their watch. But the dude was a domestic terrorist because he chewed them out in a in a um, one of the school board meetings. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw a video the other day of a, of a mother who went to a school board meeting. She had a pair of scissors in her purse. The police arrested her because she was trying to walk into the school board meeting with a pair of scissors in her purse that she probably didn't even know were in there. You know, just like the little blunt paper scissor kind of things. You know what I'm talking about? That, that, that's one of why, why, why wouldn't a woman have a pair of scissors in their purse? I have no idea. A pair of fingernail I, I know. clippers, a pair of like yeah. nail files. I mean, it, it, all those kind of things are in, in women's purses. I, I don't know. It could have been a dangerous that. offensive weapon to the to the, the, the astute members of the school board up there that are teaching Marxism to your children. That is absolutely. It's absurd. Um, it's absurd. You, you know, I, I told uh, I talked to uh, someone yesterday that isn't in America and was telling them what was going on. And they're familiar with with some of the history and, and whatnot of the world. and. Uh, they were surprised at how far our society has fallen, how far down the road of Marxism we've gone. Basically, his opinion was that it's it's um, we're we're on the road to doing things like um, Stalin or Hitler or Mussolini. I mean, we're we're on that road. And the thing is, there's been uh, experts, if you will, historians that have pointed out that there, there's like a seven steps or eight steps or whatever this uh, one rabbi I was listening to uh, that he wrote a book on um, uh, leading up to uh, the Nazis, right? Um, we're on like step six of eight or something like that. Um, and and we're, we're playing footsie with step seven. Now, step seven to step eight is like the, there's this huge jump between the two. But the, the point is, is you're on the road there. Like you're, 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 you're going there. Once you get to step six and seven, all it takes is having one individual, the wrong individual in power, whether left or right. And they can use that, uh, apparatus you have created and make it to the next step. And the next step is basically 
um, we're we're on the verge of uh, the next step is exiling uh, the, uh, a specific group of people um, and and be- basically excommunicating them out of society. And we're we're playing footsie with that right now with the unvaccinated. The the, the data track, uh, tracking the pro- of people, tracking data, you know, all that stuff is stuff but that was problem- that they did. Yeah, but the problem is, is that the people that that they're wanting to excommunicate, those are the ones that are going to be left, if, according to the data. If you're looking at the data, yeah, that's the problem. Is you fools are killing off your own followers? Do you understand that? Do, do you do you actually get it? I mean, uh, okay, but anyway, I, I think they're aware of that. I think I think they know that. I, I think it, it's kind of like a death cult. It's um, it it's, yeah, it always it's demands showing, more of its followers. Yeah, it always demands more of its followers, but it's it's you you have some that are willing to sacrifice themselves and show that they're willing to sacrifice themselves for the narrative and that's exactly what we're seeing crazy all right uh anyway speaking of the the cult-like mentality back back to the schools i don't don't want to drift too far from that so the schools plans to keep kids in the schools you've got the parents that are now angry that are going into these school board meetings and i don't have to tell anybody that's paying attention you've seen these parents in these school board meetings and it's not just in america now the irish are out in front of the schools today saying you're not putting masks on our kids They, they don't work you're not putting masks on our kids. That's enough of this. The Irish are doing that. The Southern Irish of all. And I know if you're not in the United States, it's very difficult to do this. I understand. But in the United States, we can still homeschool our kids. I can give you, I don't know, maybe 50 reasons just off the top of my head. We could probably spend a, a, a good three hours here giving you reasons why you should pull your kids out of public schools. Why on earth are you still keeping your kids in public schools? You're going to the school boards and you're arguing your points to a bunch of people that don't care. In the meantime, over the past year, you've learned what your kids are being taught in these institutions, which are indoctrination centers, but you've also learned that you can teach them yourself at home, which is something you thought you couldn't do. So why are you still keeping them in the schools? Pull your kids from public schools and the schools collapse. It's that simple. It's that simple. With the schools and everything, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of hit on a little bit of... Uh... We, we, we've seen because of the, the shutdowns last year with the schools and stuff, we've seen an increase in suicide rates among our, our teens and kids. Um, now they're, they're, they're talking about um, wanting to open them up again. And, and you know, um, I'm curious, uh, are you going to require the kids to be vaccinated to go to school? Are you going to require the teachers to be vaccinated to go to school? Are you going to mandate that they wear, ma- uh, wear masks? Are they going to have to continue doing the plexiglass around each student so they can't interact with their fellow students? Are, are, are you going to uh, what, what kind of uh, systems are you going to have in place? It's good to have them back in schools. Don't get me wrong. They do need that social interaction. However, they are being indoctrinated with Marxist ideas. They are being groomed. Uh, and when I say groomed, I do mean sexually groomed, both uh straight or homosexual. I mean, if you look at the, the content that they're, they're given, it, it is very... Someone in those age groups should not be concerned about um, whether they're having sex or not, or, or whether they're, you know, pleasing themselves enough or not, or whatever, whatever the, the, the teaching is. At that age group, you, you really, in that age group, what I was more concerned about was my studies and um, the 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 hierarchy of uh, the the social structure in school the 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 playing of chess if you will with the 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 keeping your status in the school which I didn't really have one because I was a new student but it was learning how their system worked right that was something that I was more concerned with that than how many people I was getting laid with that that didn't come into the equation that was and and also that was a thing in the school I mean you you did know who the 
forgive the analogy, but that's what we call them sluts were. And you knew who the druggies were and all of that. I mean, that was common knowledge, if you will, in the school. So it did go on. It's just, we didn't have the Marxist ideas and whatnot. You were still taught some good morals and, and, um, you, we did see American ideas, but it was, it was a bit sketch. I mean, we learned about like, uh, I remember the Pearl Harbor and those kind of things and, and why, what pulled, pulled us into World War II and some of those topics. Whereas now you don't even get that. Now you, you get, um, well, yeah, World War II happened. It was between the Nazis. We fought fascism and we nuked Japan. We were the bad guys in that because we nuked people. If you want to go that route, we were all bad guys in that scenario. War is ugly. War is hell. Your, your goal is to get your enemy to submit. And you know what? Sometimes you do have to do some atrocities to to get them to submit. Firebombings of, of civilian populace, nuking, those kind of things saved millions of lives. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I kind of side with a little bit of barbarism to stop a war versus continuing a war for multiple years and millions of people, more people dying uh, on, on either side. So anyway, um, I, it's a side trail. It's good that we have schools open again, but again, Marxist ideas, we need to have parents uh, involved in the schools. Even the students need to, if, if something is being taught that's a bit sketch, like, I don't know, you're being groomed or um, they're teaching Marxist ideas in the school, tell your parents, you know, let them know. Um, keep in mind that your parents are, generally speaking, more trustworthy than the, the I, I know there's some uh, family situations where your parents and you they're they're douchebags i, I get I, it i but... don't know bruce i mean the pictures we looked at today and some of the video we looked at today uh that's i don't think there's any help in that yeah yeah that's fair but i, I was meaning like abusive parents and those kind of things so that uh, and that's a different scenario but generally speaking uh your parents are more trustworthy and they're the people you should be looking to versus your teachers uh in the sense of hierarchy of things unless you know you obviously have troubles at home like your parents are beating you or something like that in which case you should get out of that situation so but anyway all that to say we need to have more as families we should have more dialogue with our with our kids like when they get home from school and they get done with school just ask them hey tell me something about what you learned today and kind of get a feeler for what they're learning and 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 have that dialogue open the doors so that your kid knows that they can interact with you and talk to you about that and you're not going to like lash out at them or something like that right no it kind of kind of build that um repertoire uh, i don't know it, I, I we just need to get more involved in in all of it school boards um interacting with your students the the, the kids learning you you need we should have seen this happening years ago we, we, we should have known this was going on years ago and the fact that we didn't see this until covid because all the students were were at home that is a huge failure on every parent's part well moving on from the schools let's talk about travel and i'm not talking about international travel i think we all know where that's at already so let's talk about domestic travel within the united states now we talked about before how the government doesn't have the authority to restrict any kind of interstate travel because it violates the commerce clause quite frankly and you could equate traveling to the same thing so there's no constitutional justification in the united states but then again we're talking common sense we're talking the constitution so what bearing does that have on what any of these uh, as I said earlier, these fools do? The answer is nothing. The Biden administration says that COVID vaccine requirements for domestic flights is not off the table. Do you remember the clip we played of Chuck Todd with Anthony Fauci last week? 
when he said, are we looking at uh, vaccine requirements for domestic, I, I mean, for, for travel? Is that what we're looking at? No, Chuck, you had it right. You had it right. You didn't misspeak there. You had it right because that's what you really wanted to ask because that's what they're really cooking up. The administration will extend the mask requirements for domestic flights to the new mile marker, March 18th, while increasing restrictions on inbound international travelers. I got an email on that this morning. And it says the following, effective at 12.01 a.m. Eastern Time on December 6th, 2021, which is three days from now. All air passengers two years and older with a flight departing to the U.S. from a foreign country are required to show a negative COVID-19 viral test result taken no more than one day before travel. You see, before it was 72 hours for anybody that was vaccinated, 24 hours for anybody that was unvaccinated. And now it's because of the new variant. Now see, all of us are going to have to do the same thing. If you recently recovered from COVID-19, recently, you notice that? Recently. Because now they're saying, oh, if you've recovered and it's been six months, well, then you you don't have any protection any longer. So now you require uh, the full the full workup, the full regimen. You may instead travel with documentation of recovery from COVID-19. Instead, or excuse me, your positive COVID-19 viral test result on a sample taken no more than 90 days before the flight's departure from a foreign country and a letter from a licensed healthcare provider or public health official stating that you are cleared to travel. You see that? A public health official. That's a bureaucrat that doesn't have a medical license, I might add. So if you can get an exemption from one of these stooges that they've got in office, if you're good in with them, well, then you can travel. You don't have to worry about any of this stuff. Air passengers will also be required to confirm in the form of an... Basically, you have to prove that the information you're providing is is true. So you can't just have a doctor sign something and, you know, whatever. It has to be approved and you have to prove that approval. Children younger than two years of age of any nationality are not required to provide a negative COVID test or proof of vaccination until they can get the, the six months to two years age bracket nailed down. Exceptions to either the testing requirement for all travelers or the vaccination requirement for non-U.S. citizen travelers will be considered on an extremely limited basis. And of course, it goes on to say, please contact the uh, nearest consulate general for any more questions, which, of course, if you try and call them, they'll just cut you off because they're not taking calls because the offices are closed due to COVID. But that's the international side. As I said, I don't want to do that. I want to focus on the domestic side. President Joe Biden unveiled a new set of executive actions to address the Omicron variant, which... Uh, Bruce, when did we discover that variant again? Just for clarification. One year ago. One year ago. Okay. But we're just now dealing with it now. Okay. Got it. Got it. Just so we're clear. Just so we're clear. Though how serious the threat of the variant will be remains unclear. Yeah. See, it's just, it, they, they don't know mm. yet because we're learning more every day. Actually, actually, um, we do have a good idea because every report that has come about, uh, come out about Omicron shows that it is less deadly and, uh, the side effects are actually... Uh, less than Delta. There hasn't been any reports yet of it being more del- uh, uh, deadly. It's less deadly. That's all the reports. 100% it is less deadly. So um, true, we, we don't have a ton of reports coming in yet. Uh, we, it's only multiple countries right now. Uh, but um, it, and, and it is relatively early as far as viruses are concerned. But yeah, it looks like it's, um, I don't know, uh, fatigue. That's one of the side effects. Increased heart rate, Um, headache. Increased heart rate, which comes with fever, but headache, which 
uh, if you have any kind of sinus problems, you can have sinus pressure, which is technically a headache. Biden gave an address from the White House on Thursday where he urged a nationwide effort to guess what? take up vaccines and booster shots for all Americans. The administration said it will extend the mask requirement for domestic flights to March 18th while increasing restrictions on inbound international travelers. Yeah, okay, it's providing a negative COVID test in 24 hours. Yoga, you want to say something? Yeah, I'm 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 curious. Uh the American people, when did you agree to uh, the government telling you, a private individual or a private company, what they can do? When when did you agree to the government having oversight over your business on who you can do business with and when you can do business. When when did you agree to that? When did you vote for that again? Um, they voted. Well, they voted for that on November 3rd because 82 million people voted for this this man who is the most popular president in U.S. history. Right. But but my point, it, it's it's uh, not constitutional. No matter who's in office, it doesn't matter. It's it's a constitutional thing. So when when did when did we get two thirds of the states uh, on board with this? When did we get uh, a supermajority, like seventy percent of the Senate, uh, uh, voting for this? When did the president sign off on this? Like there, there's so many systems that have been violated in this, and yet we're just the, the American people, more or less, are like, yeah, okay, yeah, you know, more more masking, vaccinations, and everything for flights, and yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 whatever. I I just you know I I just do what they tell me. Yeah, I, I'm just it's policy. I'm just here. Yeah, I, I'm just I, just doing I, what I'm I, told. It, I, you know what? Um, let's go, America. That uh -huh. that's what I want to tell each one of you that uh, have that mindset. Senior administration officials said that pharmacies will send millions of text messages and emails as well as make phone calls telling Americans to get the booster shot. It's already happening in the UK. Bruce, I showed you a text message of somebody in the UK who is already getting text messages. By the way, this is somebody that doesn't have a, uh, a vaccine card or, you know, took the first two or whatever. It's just somebody that decided to get a text message from uh, from a GP and said, not our GP, but from a general practitioner and said, uh, you need to get your vaccine thing sorted out. So uh, yeah, you're going to need to do that. Uh, they have also said that the AARP is working with the administration to urge seniors to get vaccinated and that the Met and that Medicare will send a notice to 63 million seniors, encourage them to receive their booster shot. According to the administration officials, Medicaid and the Children's Health Insurance Program will start paying healthcare providers to talk to families about the importance of getting their kids vaccinated. This is almost as disgusting as the uh, the, the, the what was it the uh, the the mayor of Toronto that we played yesterday, who was out in front of the uh, one of the sports arenas, and it sounded like he was at, at, out there trying to sell you a used car in front of a bunch of uh, cartoon characters in uh, in in like capes and uh, uh, and costumes. I mean, it was just it was sick. It was sick. Yeah. What what happened to the narrative that you can't have kids looking up to superheroes and that kind of thing? Because then you might you might see them take a, a a towel or a bed sheet or something and tie it around their neck and then jump off of the roof of a, a house or something like trying to fly. What, well, what, it's what okay, Bruce. Um, it's okay because um, Dr. Sanjay Gupta on CNN uh, had had an interview the other day. Had Big Bird on. You know, they they talked about the importance of yeah. uh, mm -hmm. getting vaccinated mm -hmm. with Big Bird. You know, from from Sesame Street, and uh, <laughs> we were wondering why CNN's ratings were in the toilet. That's that's why, right there. It, yeah, it's it's definitely an example of why. It's because they think you're stupid. They do. They think the American people are stupid. How do I address that? How how do, how do I after what I saw 
today. I know the guy's banter was was unacceptable, but after I saw that, how how do I address that? How how do I argue against that? Of course, that's in a city. I understand it's in the city. City folk are just man. They're just they just don't get it. Different. Yeah, they're they're, they're different. The city folk are different. They're yeah. they're they're yeah. very different. I have to say, they're mm. very different. Uh, that that is yeah. for sure. Actually. You know why? You know why I think the the big difference is when you live in a rural area, you you kind of have to think for yourself. You kind of have to um, learn to do it yourself because you know in rural areas you 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 don't have access to things like I don't know law enforcement, for example. You know it's going to take like twenty thirty minutes for law enforcement to get to you or emergency vehicles or any of those kind of things. So you 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 kind of have to take care of yourself. So you have to think for yourself. So because of that. Um, I, I think the the mentality is a little bit different. Whereas in a city, everything's right there at your fingertips. It's within walking distance. So I I, I think um, basically what I'm saying is city folk are soft. Yeah, that's been my experience too. Uh, except for like the inner cities, you know, I'm talking like the uh, the gang street thugs. You know, those are uh, those are some pretty hardened people. Uh, I have to admit, but uh, yeah, but that's that, that's a different hardened than what is. you get it, in wool. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, that's more of like a callousing. Um, uh, whereas in, in rural areas, you, you don't, you get callousing of the hands, not callousing of the, the heart, if you will. Yeah, that's true. Boston, for example, uh, this is, uh, I believe this is the affiliate out of Boston. This is Massachusetts. Massachusetts is going to introduce vaccine passports. You didn't just think it was going to uh, stay relegated to Australia and Europe, did you? No, of course not. You're now going to get them in, well, of course, I think you've had them in New York for a while. Uh, you've got them in LA uh, and those places, of course. Uh, but Massachusetts, have announced uh, the introduction of vaccine passports. This was their local affiliate. Continued mutation of the virus indicates vaccination status will continue to be important into 2022. Governor Baker said that a vaccine passport program that would allow state residents to quickly show their status is coming soon. To Massachusetts, proof of vaccination would be shown with a QR code on an individual cell phone. This will be out soon, but the governor did not give an exact date. Well, see, Bruce, it'll allow you to just quickly show your status. It's for your convenience. Actually, um, I have a I have a vaccine uh, passport. Uh, I, I will gladly show you mine. Um, that's my vaccine passport. And if you don't yeah. like it, uh-huh. tough. Yeah. You know what? I was uh, I, I wasn't I wasn't going to I wasn't going to say anything about this. Uh, I wasn't really going to discuss this. But we saw a we saw a video of the UK Health Secretary Sajid Javid. He was doing an interview with Sky News the other day. And again, this is, um, <laughs> yeah, look at this. This is out of the Daily Mail. Uh, this is just today, about uh, three hours ago. Majority of England's Omicron cases are double vaccinated. Uh-huh. Wow. Who yeah. would have guessed? Who would have thought that? Yeah, you're going to get your... Uh, you're going to get your vaccine passport reset, all of you that uh, that went along with it. <laughs> We've been saying this, though. The The other thing I was I, I, I was pointing out that, you know, the, the vaccines don't work against Delta and so on and so forth. Do you know they were saying it was 30 percent effective? Being as there's no control group, we don't actually know if those 30 percent that it was effective, uh, you know, the vaccine was effective against Delta with. Uh, we don't know if that 30 percent were actually exposed to the alpha variant. Uh, and because of the vaccine, they were actually able to fight off the alpha variant a little bit better uh, because it did actually work against the alpha variant. And then their body learned what COVID-19 is like the, the, the entire virus. So then they got natural immunity on top of, you know, because of the, the help, if you will, uh, with or without the help, they would have gotten immunity. Uh, but anyway, so that 30 percent may have gained immunity against the Delta variant because of uh, being exposed to COVID-19, not actually the vaccine. So because we don't have clear data on this, 
you you can't prove me right or wrong in that statement. But see, Bruce, you don't have to worry about being proven right or wrong. You just need to listen to what they're telling you because, I mean, it's for your health. It's for everyone else, right? It's, it's for everybody else's benefit. So if you just listen to what they, they're telling they you, better. then it's, yeah, th- of course they do. Of course they do. That's They're just trying to help you. That's all. That's all it is. And clearly, this gentleman right here, I don't even want to give this person the recognition of calling him a gentleman. This is a piece of garbage right here, the way that this man does this. This is Sajid Javid, the UK health secretary, who's who knows nothing about health, I might add, who's not a doctor. This is a person that has been brought up by the institutions, that has been indoctrinated to carry out what he is told to do by certain people. That's all he's there for. He goes on to Sky News and he does an interview with one of the uh, one of the hosts there that's that's interviewing him. Now, mind you, this is a host that had COVID. I, I'm not sure if they got uh, the initial round of the two jabs or not, but he clearly says that he had COVID. And then Javid talks. He's standing out in front of a uh, one of these pop up vaccination centers. You tell me this is not outright naked coercion. He literally talks him in or bullies him, in my humble opinion, you'll hear this in just a second, bullies him into going and getting his booster and saying, don't worry about it. I'm the health secretary. I'll make sure the paperwork's taken care of. Don't worry about it. You tell me what this sounds like to you. Not boosted yet. No, I'm 64 and I've still not had it. You have? Why not? Well, partly because I got COVID at the Hartlepool oh. by-election. You should be okay now. And so I didn't have my second till the 14th of June. So under the six-month rule, that takes the 14th of December. But under the new rule, you'll be okay. Yeah, exactly. Come back here later this week. Yeah. What time do they open here? Uh, They open till 8, I think. Mm -hmm. In fact, they might give it to you now if you walk in. You think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to go back to work, though. No, do it. it. Can you make me a promise? Sorry? Make me a promise. Just go do it now. I'll see. I'll see. Go on. See bonus. Bonus. No, no, just I'll, I'll tell the office. <laughs> tell them. You go, go in there. Do you want me right. to go with you? Can, can I go and get my jab? No, no, come on. I'll walk in with you. Come on. Let's do it. Oh, gosh. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm coming. I'm going to do it. And he literally walks him over to get it done. How, how on earth is that not outright coercion? Explain that to me. I, I can't because that's exactly what it is. I mean, this is this is this is just sick. I mean, this this is this is beyond sick. But see, what did he do here, Javid? What did he do? He did it while the cameras were on, so he could show the people that he represents that he's willing to do what it takes. That's what it's about, in my humble opinion. Oh, so you think this was all just uh, for show? You don't. I think you don't from, think it was. Uh, no, do I like staged? Do I, do I think it was staged? No, I I don't because I I think that. Uh, well, quite frankly, why why would a uh, why would a person with all the research that's out there? I mean, especially somebody that's a so-called journalist. Why would you go knowingly, unless you're just that thick? Why would you go knowingly if you've got natural immunity and take a jab for this? That's just stupid. Why name me? Okay, let, let's just let's take COVID out of the situation. All right, let's just take let's just take it out of the situation and let's talk about a normal vaccination. I am not, and I will say this again and again and again. None of us here. Are anti-vaxxers? Okay, I, I don't care this this uh, this uh, whatever this talking point is out there saying. Oh well, if you don't want the COVID vaccine, you're an anti-vaxxer. That is not what that is. That is not an anti-vaxxer. An anti-vaxxer is somebody that is a hundred percent against all vaccines, no matter what. I am not one of those people. I've had all my vaccines. That would make me a hypocrite. I'm I'm, I'm going to play their game real quick and, and okay. expand. Do you, do you take multivitamins? Are you against people that take multivitamins? Because if you're against people taking multivitamins, you're an anti-vaxxer. That's pretty that, good. That's literally, that's pretty good. I mean, seriously, that, that that's what it is now, because 
multivitamin is a vaccine. Anything that's a therapeutic yeah. or could be classified as helping uh, versus a virus is now a vaccine. That is a good point. That is a good point. If that's not the case, well, then why is Fauci in his private emails telling people to take vitamin D? Why is he telling his inner circle and his staff and, and uh, his personal uh, contacts, why is he telling them to take vitamin D, but you have to take a vaccine? Why is he saying that? Yeah. Why is he not telling you, the American people? Is, is it like, is it because it doesn't work and he's trying to kill off his, his inner circle? Or is he telling the inner circle to do this because it works and telling you to take the other stuff that doesn't work because it makes him money? And I don't know. Honestly, I, I want the listener to think of a benign reason. What is the reason that he's the, the least malicious reason that he's he's doing this for? Why why is he not talking about va uh, the, the the vitamins and uh, supplements and exercise? What why is he not talking about that to just come up with the benign reason for this? Because the best I can come up with the the most benign reason is he's out to make money because he has investments in remdesivir, he has investments in the vaccines. Um, that's the only thing I can come up with uh, that, that's the most benign. He actually holds, it's it's worse than the than just simple investments. He actually holds some patents on some vaccines as well. Yeah. And honestly, I, I think what the, I think what it boils down to is he likes the limelight. He's very um, sociopathic in that sense. He likes, he likes to be in, in the, the forefront of everybody's, uh, he, he's a household name now. He was a nerd for 40 some years that nobody knew about. Well, except in the eighties when he was uh, talking about HIV and got it immensely wrong. But anyway, that's, that's um, all water under the bridge now. Nobody seems to remember that one, but now he's a household name and he, he loves it. He loves the limelight. He loves being in front of uh, yeah, the cameras hated. and he's hated uh, except for, uh, except yeah, for the people that are in well, his, his echo chamber. He's hated. And, and that I, I think, I, I think that's what he's, uh, uh, I, well, I don't the, know, man, the thing, I, I can't get in their head. Well, it's, that's, it, be, that's just because I, honestly, it's a, it, you're, you're delving into the world of criminal psychology at that point, because that's, that's what these people are. As far as like, if you're looking at it from, from that respect, they're literally reprojecting the trauma and the horror that they've all been exposed to their entire lives. And that's what they're manifesting now is exactly that. When you look at Gates, Gates is a damaged person. Can you imagine the trauma that that man was subjected to as a child growing up? Can you imagine the conversations that went on at that dinner table? Why do you think he behaves the way he does? Because that's all he knows. He's a victim. He was actually, yes, I said Bill Gates, he's actually a victim. He's, he's damaged. He's psychologically damaged. And he's now projecting that horror that he was exposed to onto the world. That's what it is. Same thing with Fauci. Fauci was probably treated the same way. All these people, Klaus Schwab, all these people, they, they were all subjected to horrible upbringings. Rockefeller, I'll, I'll just give you an example. Rockefeller. Rockefeller, if anybody, if anybody wants to know why that organization is as screwed up and as demented as it is, is because Rockefeller, John D. Rockefeller, who was the father of David Rockefeller, he picked up little David and, you know, because it was his son, picked up little David and put him on the table, made him stand up on the table as a small child. And John D. stood there just off away from him and held his arms out and said, all right, son, jump to me. So little David, this is a true story. Little David jumped and his father didn't catch him. He put his arms down and David smacked his face off the floor and he got up and he had blood running down his face and he was crying and it had tears all running down his face and everything like a kid would. 
And his father said, do you want to know why I didn't catch you? And David said, yeah, why didn't you catch me? You told me you were going to catch me. And he said, you should never trust anyone. What does that do to a child? That that first traumatic experience like that, what does that do to a child? And how demented does that make them coming up through the rest of their lives? And I know that's just one little thing, but that's where it starts. If you can't trust your own parents, then who can you trust? If you don't have a stable, loving family in your home, then you're going to grow up an absolute train wreck. And especially in in that family with all that money and all that power and all that influence that they actually stole and got through illicit means to begin with. Uh, and don't don't give me the crap about, oh, well, uh, you know, the uh, the Kennedys, you know how the Kennedys got their money? Joe Kennedy, John Kennedy's father, he was a bootlegger during Prohibition. That's how they got their money. Roosevelt's, how do you think they got their money? They're the ones that ran the opium ships carrying the opium for the British into China during the opium wars. Every single family that we've known in the U.S. has gotten their money through illicit means. But you know what? This whole idea, and I, I, I've drifted really far, but this whole idea of this anti-vax stuff, you know, because that, that's where we are now. So I did this anti-vax stuff. Why would you go out? Why would you take a vaccine if you've had, and I'm talking about a normal vaccine. I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking about a normal vaccine. If you've had chicken pox, okay, right? I think everybody here has had chicken pox, right? Everybody's had chicken pox. Of course, they have a vaccine for chicken pox now. Why would you take a vaccine for chicken pox after you've already had it? Why would you take a vaccine for influenza if you've already had it? If you've had the flu, which I've had the flu before, it was terrible. I was 10 years old. I'll never forget it. It was awful. If you've had the flu and you get through that and then you go into a doctor's office and they say, well, have you had your flu jab yet? And you say, I mean, you're going to look at him like he's got a second head sewn on his shoulders. Why, why on earth would I get a, a flu vaccine when I just had the flu? That doesn't make any sense. So my point is, is like we're trusting these people, right? We're trusting these people. These, these are the ones that are damaged, psychologically damaged. They're criminally insane psychopaths and sociopaths. And this is who you're going to trust with your health. This is who you're going to trust with your bank account. This is who you're going to trust with your digital ID, because that's what it's all about. It's about getting you to take that digital ID. What do you think this was all about? Did you actually think this was about your health? No, no. It's about getting you to take that digital wallet that we've been screaming about here for the last three years now. Has that been about it? About three years? They yeah, want you be to three take years, uh, what, March, April, when we first started yes. testing yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Somewhere along in there. Yeah. They want you to take that digital ID, but they need you to take it. They can't force it. Now they're going to move to forcing it because you're not taking it. They need you to take it and they need you to take it willingly. But there has to be stipulations involved with it. It can't just be as simple as, well, we're going to... Uh, we're going to give you this digital wallet and then, well, you can decide whether or not you want to take it. See, their system doesn't work. Their hijacked, out of control, illegitimate system doesn't work if you refuse it. See, they can't have control over you if you have control over yourself. And so where do we go from here? We are at that crossroads. We have to decide if we're going to go down their road or if we're going to go down ours. If you take their wallet, if you take their digital ID, that is what is called a caveat for freedom. Privileges for freedom, which is what that is, if I'm not mistaken, if you put it in that context, right? Because if you take what they tell you to take under their stipulations, you get some freedom for doing what you're told and, and buying into their system at cost of your social life, your freedom. Well, ladies and gentlemen, freedoms don't come with caveats like that. People don't ask permission to be free. The only people that get freedom for doing what they're told and get little rewards for it are prisoners. I'll push back just a little bit on just specifically the point about them being messed up. Uh -huh. And I, I, I agree with you totally. The, these individuals that are messed up, 
It's just we we have to be careful with that one because I'll, I'll use an example because I, I know many people in this field, many multiple people in this field. Psychologist. I know a few that are got into that world because they're effed up themselves. They're messed because up. they had yeah. Because <laughs> they want to self-analyze. They were yeah, abused or yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they lived through that, so they they went into the field to try to actually help people that have dealt with the similar things, or you know, just to help people. And so. That's a noble you thing. Know. That's a noble thing. I I, I sympathize with that. Yeah. I, I do. Yeah, but yeah, but kind of you're kind of screwing with people at the same time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you have a problem. I, like I understand you want to help people. I, I get that. I I really do. I understand that you want to help people. I get it. But at the same time, man, you need to sort your own house out first before you start helping anybody else. You know what I mean? I yeah, I agree. And most of the people that I know that are in that field have gotten through it uh, themselves. And that's and it, good. It's, that's good. Yeah. Um, but I'm just using them as an example. All human beings have their own uh, issues, their own, everybody's messed up in their own way. It's just some are more messed up than others. And then you have the elite and the elite are, um, exactly that they're, they're an elite level of being messed up and they haven't tried to fix themselves. Instead, they, uh, fixed it with, um, money and women, some women underage, as we're finding out with the, uh, Ghislaine stuff. Epstein, uh, all of that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I, w I would just say, you know, just just uh, use that form of logic with caution. All right, we will go ahead and call this one done. We are out of time today, so we are going to have to go. I want to thank you for being here today, Bruce. I want to thank all of the listeners. I want everyone to have a fantastic weekend, and we will see you on Monday. If you're listening to us on Monday, have a great evening, and we will see you tomorrow.